Hi and welcome to my latest edition of Revival Talks. I am Luke Vardy and I am your host for these talks. I've got a fantastic special guest on today. Remember, we're all about changing lives from the inside out. We're all about talking about revival and you're going to have a fantastic time in the presence of God. If you want to find out more about our ministry, please visit www dot ignite ministries dot co dot uk that's www dot ignite ministries dot co dot uk and be blessed today good evening everybody and um, thank you very much for joining me on the first edition of revival talks uh, i am so excited and i'm so pleased that you've been able to join us whether that's live or you're going to be watching this later on um, I've got a very special guest. Uh, I've spoke to him a few times just recently and I have been fixed on what he has to say. Um, he's a friend all the way from Malta and his name is Cyril Malot. Uh, he's um, uh, got his own ministry. It's called Global Impact School. He's also attended the Bethel Leaders Network. He runs a, a ministry called Jesus Legacy. He's been to the RCCG School of Missions, the leadership studies with John Maxwell as well. This guy is really well educated, but he's not just educated. He's full of the presence and the love of Jesus Christ. So I'm going to bring him on um, without any further ado. And we're going to talk about revival and how you can have revival in lockdown. So um, when he comes on, give him a great welcome. Say hello um, in the comments box. And please encourage us as we go through today's session. Hi, Cyril. How are you doing? Hi, Luke. Thank you so much. Uh, that's, that, that's way too much of an introduction for a simple boy like <laughs> me. Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm doing really well. But uh, thank you so much for, for having me in this, this first session of your new series, Revival Talks, which, which I believe will will bring a really great blessings to those who, who will hear, who will listen. And, and uh, I believe it will transform lives in Jesus' name. That will, it, will, it will give a different outlook. So thank you so much for having us. Thank you. No, no, it's our privilege. And thank you very much for joining us today, Cyril. So Cyril, you're, you're married to Olivia and you've got two children. Uh, what are these children's names? Okay, so my wife Olivia is, is is a wife from Ghana. I got married in Ghana in 2015, and we have a, a beautiful boy, a three-year-old boy named Joshua Redeemed, and a six, almost seven-month-old girl named Shakina Joy Neraya. Wow, they're fantastic names, Cyril. Thank you. So tell it's, us a bit about go. On. Yeah, go ahead, go ahead. No. I'm going to ask you to just tell us a bit about Global Impact School and, and what you're doing currently um, in Malta. Mm -hmm. So Global Impact School is, is, is a vision that God has pressed on our heart. And Global Impact School is only a part of, of, of the vision that God pressed on our heart, which is Global Impact Missions. Uh, Global Impact School was just the first assignment after... Um, working with the Redeemed Christian Church of God for almost six years, where, where I started my life in ministry just after I became born again in 2013 with a radical encounter with Jesus. 
so after after six years, we we felt the Lord leading us uh, to 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 go a different road and 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 really step into the equipping part of of uh, the body of Christ. Uh, although we don't focus on, on one specific segment, but we, we 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 look into bringing the fivefold ministry together. Uh, to equip the body of Christ uh, in, in, in the areas where, where they are needing it the most. So, so sometimes we might be attracted to one aspect of the gospel or one aspect of the body of Christ, but we might miss our calling because of that. So through, through coaching, through, through, through training, we try to discover each and everyone's specific call on their life. And then we try to coach and mentor them in that direction. So in that up to in that in that uh, point from that point of view global impact school is 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 we believe a vision that that god will expand over the ne- next years uh it is what brought us to malta uh in the first place so we we, we had spent uh, almost a year in belgium in in in, in between worlds as to say like we, we finished one part and we didn't know what the next part was we knocked on every door we didn't find uh any door opening, even the doors that we believed were already open, they just kept on closing one after another. And then God spoke to us about Malta. And and when he spoke about Malta, we didn't know about the school yet. It was while we did our first visit in Malta in September 2019, that when we stayed in in the third accommodation where we stayed, which was Paradise Bay, that's where he spoke, I want you to, to start a school here. And so we went to to speak with the hotel management. They agreed. They, they it became a good relationship. And and in February, so, so in 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 November, I came back to find the house. And in December, we we moved our whole family with everything we still had. And uh, in February, no, in January, we had our daughter being born here in Malta in our house. And in February, we had the first school. So it's been a roller coaster, but it's been a good one. Fantastic. Um, that's, you know, and I've been putting the website on there. If you want to find out more about Cyril and what he does and how you can connect and actually benefit from what they're doing in Malta as well, please connect with them uh, on their website. Um, I think we've got a question already, Cyril, from James. I'll just put it up there for you. Yes, I can see. So which part of Malta? Uh, we we are, we love the south of Malta, we, we, we love that area, but we actually live in Gozo, the smaller island, the sister island, simply because for family life, it's more peaceful, it's more relaxed. So we decided to, to be in Gozo at least for this season, and we'll see where, where the Lord will lead us next. But we will we will definitely settle in Malta. And the weather's always nice in Malta as well, Cyril. <laughs> most, of the, most of the time. I mean, in winter, it was a bit chilly in the house, but that's mainly because they don't have central heating as, as in the western part of Europe. But we, 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 we kind of survived, and, and there's so much beauty, and, and, and it's something that we will definitely discuss today. It's, there's such a, 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 a deep spiritual well that I want to, to, to dig up again. Uh, from the times that Paul landed here, like very unexpectedly, very unplanned, and and basically it became a transformation of a nation, and 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 so even though we do not always know exactly what we're doing here yet, we know that God has big plans with this place, and so we're just excited for the future here in Malta. 
Fantastic. That's absolutely fantastic. I'm going to get straight into the question, Cyril, because um, I've got a little confession, guys, whoever's watching. Um, I was locked on what Cyril was saying about what we're going to be talking today. So I've got questions if nobody else has, and I'm really excited and ready to ask them. Um, but the first question I've got to get us rolling today is, what is revival to you, Cyril? What mm. is revival to you? what is revival to me you know revival is such a big word that we all strive to work towards that, that i mean as christians if we don't pursue revival then what are we pursuing actually and uh i don't know if you've ever read the the book of leonard cohen uh leonard ravenhill not cohen that's a musician leonard leonard ravenhill who, who speaks about why revival tarries and, and in, in that book, I got even more excited about revival. So for me, revival, I believe it is, first of all, the, 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 the true meaning of the word is bringing back to life something that is dead. That, that, that's, that's reviving. It's, it's something is dead and it has to come back alive. Now, how does anything come to life in this world? It is only by the word of God with the breath of, breath of God. So, so nothing that is living was not created by God. Everything that was created that is alive was created by God and God gave it breath. So, and, and, and we see a beautiful uh, illustration of, of revival in the book of Ezekiel 37, where he says, speak the word to the bones and then let the breath come from the four winds and speak life or, or breathe life into the into the, the bones that now have flesh and, and a body. So revival for me is, is, first of all, bringing to life that which is dead. And then secondly, for it to come to life, God needs to be involved because there is no life outside of God. Every life that exists is inside of God. Everything that is outside of God is dead. So, so God is definitely involved. So I believe when we speak about revival, we speak about people, whether it's individuals, but preferably it's multitudes, turning back to God. Which basically, I mean, if you think of Jesus' words, he says, I am the way, I am the truth, I am the life. So when I turn to Jesus, it is life that I'm turning to. From what am I turning away from death? So I go from death to life. I turn my back to death and I turn my face to life when I turn my face to Jesus. So I believe that revival has a lot to do with people, whether individuals, whether multitudes, turning back to God. Fantastic. What a great answer. Yeah, yeah, that is. And it gets me excited inside to hear you talk about revival and, and people truly getting back to where they're meant to be with God. Um, from the beginning of time when um, obviously the devil tempted Adam and Eve, a separation began. But when Jesus returned, that, that separation should have got closer and closer until finally we're in glory with God. Um, and revival, like you said, it's just turning back um, to God and setting our priorities straight. Um, I don't know if you agree with that, but that, we've got Absolutely. to get his priorities fixed back on God, back on Jesus, back on the Holy Spirit. And and um, we, we've just got to decrease so he can increase in his life. And um, uh, it's not a question that um, I had in mind to ask, but I want to ask you this question. Um, how do you line yourself up 
to receive and to get closer to God in your experience, Cyril? Okay, in my own experience, um, you know, my, 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 my born-again experience was an experience where God chased me. Uh, I was at the verge of suicide. I was, I was actually about to take my life that night, and there was no friends, no family, no pastors, no nothing. I was not part of a church or anything. I was just at the end of my rope, and I decided to end my life. And so I had a very, very personal encounter with God, and I could have conversations with him as I'm having with you right now. Uh, so for me, um, the, the personal conversation with God is, is, is one of the ways that I pursue revival and, and especially revival for my own personal life. Uh, and, and, and I see those conversations definitely as a form of prayer. So in the Christianese, I would say prayer is definitely a, a setting yourself up for revival because it is in prayer that we cry out to God. It is in prayer that we make our requests known. It is in prayer that we plead with God for mercy. It, it, it's prayer. So, so me personally... I think it starts with prayer. I think it starts where, 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 where I feel that there's part of me dying. I need to get in a conversation with God. And then, of course, following that is usually the word of God and, 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 and worship. But for me, it always starts with that conversation. God, I'm stuck. God, I, I, I feel I'm far from you. God, I need to be closer to you. It's, it starts with prayer for me. Fantastic. Um, and, and an illustration that I'd say, um, I was just telling you before, Cyril, I had to prepare for the winter in the summer. So for anybody who's watching, um, I've got a log burner in my house. Um, and uh, the best time to buy logs is when it's actually warm because nobody wants to buy it in the winter. Um, but I've just had to spend a lot of time getting all of the logs off of the truck that's come. They've delivered it on my front door. Then I've got to put them into my log store and then some in the house ready for when it gets cold. And then when I get to the point of obviously starting the fire, I've got to then get, get the little pieces of wood. I've got to get something to ignite it and start it. And what you'll know as well, Cyril, with a fire, if you don't keep the logs coming, the fire will go out. And I think that's a bit like prayer, um, as you've just mentioned. Without the fire and without the logs, we've actually not got anything. There's no substance. And it's like Jesus said, um, we're just, we're, we've got no salt in his life anymore. We're not attractive um, to the people out there if we've not got the fire of God, which the fire comes from being in the prayer room, in intimacy with yeah. God, in actually chatting with God. And I remember uh, many times reading through that one scripture, it says um, to pray continually, continually. And I'm like, how can you pray continually? I'm a, I'm a guy who works. Um, how can I talk to God when I'm on the phone trying to work? How can I, how can I talk to God when I'm sat at the table with, um, with my, with my wife and family? And, um, and I don't know if it's the same for you, but I found it was a lot of the mindset. If my mind was focused on God, I was in communion with God and he was present with me. Um, what's your thoughts on that, Cyril? Yeah, I believe, I believe if we, 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 can, we can always be in conversation with God just as much as, you know, God doesn't distract, but God can be very present. It's, 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 it's like having... having a conversation like let me have a conversation with you now if my son would walk in the room even though i continue to have a conversation with you it's part of my attention is with him right 
and and he will feel that he has that, that he receives some of the attention now i do believe that with god god doesn't need us to look at him for him to know that we are close to him so i can have a conversation with you while in my mind i'm praying god what is coming next god what what do you want me to speak on today god who needs prayer for today god who 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 is who who is in need right now so constantly there is there is a prayer we can train ourselves in a constant life of prayer or, or being in a constant state of prayer which basically is i'm in a constant conversation with god and sometimes the conversation might also mean that i'm shutting up and i'm listening sometimes we think prayer is only speaking or making our requests known. But part of the prayer is being quiet and listen, because also God needs to be able to step into the conversation. And sometimes God can come in the conversation through the person that you're actually having a conversation with. So God is always present. And we can, we can, we can be aware of that presence when we, when we allow us ourselves to, to, to be, it's not distracted, but yeah, being aware of the fact that he's there, if that makes sense. Yeah, no, that makes total sense, Cyril. Absolutely fantastic. Um, so the, the main question I want to get, and this is where I want you just to go for it where you can. And um, if anyone's got any questions for Cyril, we're going to do a bit of a QA and a at end. We're not going to ignore you. Um, just put your comments and I'm going to flick them up at the end so Cyril can run through them. And I might jump in if uh, if uh, I feel I've got something to share as well. But the main question I wanted to ask you and the main topic we want to touch on is, can we have revival in lockdown? Hmm. Can we have revival in lockdown? It's it's. I mean, we've discussed it. We we we've been discussing it a couple of weeks ago briefly, and and even speaking about it gets me gets me more and more excited, because can, can revival happen when we are in lockdown? Basically, asks us, can revival happen when we are restricted in our movement? Right. There is a restriction of movement. There is a restriction on what we are allowed to do. So we might say, oh, the government is stopping us from seeing revival. We as the church, we cannot do what we're supposed to do right now because we are in lockdown. We're not allowed to meet in in groups. How can we now get to press into that revival? And I've been I've been since lockdown. I've been thinking about that question, like, what is it what we can do now to, to bring people to, to turn to God? Because in a situation as this, I believe the only thing God wants is for us to turn to him. And in, in, in the first phase of the lockdown, everyone was indeed, I mean, not everyone, that's not true what I'm saying. Many more people were all of a sudden more and more involved in Zoom calls, multimedia meetings, and all that kind of stuff. So it seemed that, oh, more and more people start to see a sense that there's a need for God in this whole situation. And then I think when, when restrictions were lifted again, it, people, people thought more about God. 
going on holiday again, going on vacation again, having having meeting with friends again. Let's go back to our church the way we used to do it. And funny enough, we're in 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 many countries, including Malta. God have mercy. But we're going back. It's not a lockdown yet, but. There's again the bars closed today. The the bars and and the the cafes, the coffee shops, everything closed. Only restaurants are still open, where they can have social distancing. So, <laughs> what is God saying? Because we 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 become almost. I don't say that it is for everyone like that, but I've heard it. We become complaining Christians. Oh, everybody's and everything is against us. Now it's not only against Christians; it's against everyone who wants to gather a group. It's not just Christians. I mean, here the, the nightclubs have been closed. So those young people who, who are absolutely not Christians, they also are restricted. And and I think the, the whole point is we need to turn to God and then we might see or we will see, not might. When everyone turns to God, that's where revival is happening. It's already happening. When people turn to God, that's where you have revival. So how do we get, can we have revival in lockdown? Now, can I cause revival in lockdown? Let's let, let's let's ask the question like that. Can I be an instrument because I am used to go and speak in the church? I am used to speak to the congregation. I, I am an evangelist. I am used to speak to crowds of thousands and upon thousands of people. And now we are not allowed to gather with so many people. So can I still be an instrument of revival? And then it it inevitably it you go and search the scriptures. What, where was revival happening? And the more you search the scriptures, the more interesting it becomes. Because we discussed one specific person, and I'm going to end with that one. But I want to touch a few others, or maybe just one other story. But we, we, we will get to the Apostle Paul, which is very interesting. But let, let me first start in the Old Testament. There was a significant revival because we know revival means people are turning back to God. There is a story in the time of Daniel and the three brothers, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Yep. At first, they are serving King Nebuchadnezzar. They are servants. And the honest truth is they have quite some, they are servants. They have to work for the king. But not much is happening. They just are different. They eat different. They behave different. They are different. But not, nothing is really happening. Because it comes to the point where Nebuchadnezzar erects a, a, a statue where he says, everybody needs to bow down for my statue. And these guys are still just different. And they say, no, we're not going to do that. <laughs> Then they are taken captive. They're in captivity. They can no longer move. They are restricted in their movement. Even more than that, they are threatened with dying. What happens? The soldiers take them. The fiery furnace is being uh, fired up even more than normal. And they take these guys in captivity to the fiery furnace. Now, can people who are in captivity create revival? That's the question. So yep. they throw them <laughs> in the fire, 
by faith, they say, whatever happens to me, this, this is the situation that we need to understand. For me to live is Christ, for, for me to die is gain. I have nothing else to live for if I don't live for Christ. There, there was no Jesus yet, but I do believe they said just the same thing. If I die, yep. I die. If my God doesn't save me, let me die. And they are thrown into the fire. And Jesus, of course, steps in. Their faith is rewarded with a miracle. With, with, with miracle, with a sign, with a wonder. It's like all three in one. They come out unharmed and released. Now, that's not the point of today's talk. But what is the point is, they were in captivity. They made decisions. They are left for dead. They come out alive. And because of that, the same king who told them to bow before the statue now says to the whole nation, anyone who does not worship the God of Shadrach, Bed, uh, Shadrach Meshach, and Abednego will die. Come on. <laughs> now you tell me, is that revival or is that not revival? That's revival, bro. The yeah. nation now turns from a statue to God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. Hallelujah. I'm telling Come on. You, that's revival. That's revival, bro. Were they free to move? Absolutely not. But they made a statement by holding on to their faith. Whatever happens to me, my God will save me from death or I will go to heaven. Praise God. Now, that's just one story. That is the story of an Old Testament situation where people held on to God. Because people held on to God, it got noticed by significant people. And the, the king in this case, there was no one more significant than that. And that same king that first tells them to bow down, that orders them to go, to, to, to be captured and be thrown into the fire, now commands the whole nation to worship the God. And he makes them rulers. He makes them government, go, go, governors of the, uh, of the regions. So I want to believe that from that meeting, not only that multitude started to, to worship the God that we serve, I believe that this, this had a wave effect of, of many more people starting to worship that same God in that time. Yeah, the definitely. God of Israel, right? So that's a revival. So... They were, now that was a personal thing. They were locked up. Now, in the lockdown, now we are collectively locked down. But we have to still make individual choices about what we will do in this lockdown. So now let me just jump to, to the Apostle Paul. Because that, that, that for me, when I realized that, and, and I came to the, to the, the revelation came to me, while I was here in Malta, you know, we spent the first six months, first we had the school, then we had our, our baby Shekina, and, and we spent a lot of time with the family. Then I had uh, people visiting from, they, they were not visiting us, they were visiting Malta, and they asked me, can you show us around? And honestly, I didn't go to many places yet in that time, because we just didn't have the time, we didn't have the resources also, we were, we were 
were just living by faith. And these, the, the, this couple says, we'll take you along, just, just take us to the significant places. And of course, I cannot not take them to the, the cave where Paul lived. So, so two, two of the most significant places for me here is, is the, the shores where he, where he shipwrecked. And, and then, of course, the place where he lived while he was here. Now, the interesting thing is that he was sent to Rome to be sentenced. He, he appealed to Caesar, and, and, and Caesar would sentence him to death, but he still had some time. So when he left Greece to go to Rome, he was a prisoner. He was a prisoner. He was, he was yep. chained on the ship. They make their way. They plan to go to Rome. They stopped in one place, changed ships. And then he tells the captain, it's not a good idea to go now. But the captain says, who are you to talk to me? You're, even, you're a prisoner. I'm going. And you're on our ship. You have to go. So they leave the harbor. I think it was in the, in the, in the region of Crete. They leave the harbor. They come in a storm. Yeah. Paul gets a vision. He knows that it's going to be terrible. And he, at first, I think he says, I'm, I'm just paraphrasing. Uh, it's in, in the book of Acts 28, last chapter. And he, he, he speaks about uh, many lives, many will be lost. The ship will be lost. Everything will be, there's going to be a lot of damage. Then an angel appears because Paul was fasting in that time. An angel appears and he says uh, that the ship will be lost, but no lives will be lost. So he tells that to the captain and they continue their journey. I mean, they, they, they let the ship drift and they know that they have to come ashore at a certain island. Now, all that happens, they shipwreck. This, the, the ship is lost. But we, we read in the scriptures that that whole so Paul is captive, he's a prisoner, he cannot move. We are not prisoners yet, we are just in a lockdown. We're not yeah. prisoners. He was a prisoner, and we read in the scriptures that the whole crew of that ship and the soldiers that were on it started to believe in the God that Paul served. Bam! Revival. Come on. <laughs> the story continues. He's a prisoner. They come ashore. They build. The, they, they receive him. Even though he's a prisoner, they receive all the prisoners with a warm welcome, more warm than anywhere else. Uncommon kindness. They, they register in scriptures. Uncommon kindness. And they arrive there and the snake bites Paul. So he's a prisoner and a snake bites him. So the people say he must be a murderer. He's getting his punishment. And after a while, nothing happens and he shakes off the snake. And they start to see him as a kind of a God. He preaches the gospel to them. The people start believing in the God that he talks about. This little community where they were building the fire to make food for them. Revival. Prisoner. Next stage, the ruler of the nation, Publius, his father is sick. They bring the prisoner because he has to stay below the house of the ruler. That's where the cave is. 
So the house was built on top. And Paul was in a, in a dungeon below the house as a prisoner. He heals the sick father of the ruler of the nation. Guess what happens? Wow. The whole family comes to Christ. And from Come there, they, they bring the sick to Paul. So he's allowed, even though he's a prisoner, he's allowed to minister. And he brings the whole nation transforms in a period of three months. Now, in those three months, Paul has never been a free man. Paul was in a prison. Paul was a captive. We are just in lockdown, and we say that revival cannot happen because we're in a lockdown, and we're not allowed to meet as a church. Wow. The Spirit of God is in us. Of yeah, course, yeah. it's come wonderful on. when we can come together and worship God together and have corporate prayer. I love that. But when it is not allowed, it is not allowed. It's no use to complain about it. Paul never complained about his captivity. And then I come to the main point of that whole story. So afterwards, he goes to Rome. He's captive. He, he, he appears before Caesar. He's sentenced. He will die. But he, th th there's still a period of two years that, that he lives in his own flat. He is allowed to have his own flat, but he's captive. He's a prisoner. And people, he, he, but he's still allowed to minister. He's still allowed to speak into the people's lives. He's still allowed to pray for them. And then he gets beheaded. So he, he concludes his early ministry. But that's not where this whole story ends. Then I started thinking, I said, man, but we, we, Paul wrote most of the New Testament, all the letters of Paul. To the different churches yeah all these letters brought <laughs> they brought revival to those places but not only yeah. did they bring revival to those places these same letters still bring revival to our churches today two thousand years later these same letters bring revival to the nations of the earth. Now, could Paul have known that? No, Paul was specific in, I write a letter to the Corinthians. I write the second letter to the Corinthians, all to turn, to make them turn to God, all to bring revival in that area where he had been already. He writes to the church in Ephesus. He writes to the church in Philadelphia. He writes to the Galatians. He writes to the Thessalonians, all to revive them. To bring them closer to God. Now, that's all interesting. Wow, he's writing all those letters. And even today, these letters are reviving us. But we never think about the fact that he wrote these letters while he was in prison. So Paul caused revival wow. <laughs> mostly when he was captive. Because when he was not captive, he was just ministering. He was not writing he was, he, was, he was ministering, he was praying, he was teaching. He was not writing. So he would bring local revival in, 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 in small yeah. groups and communities. But it was when these letters went out, they, they were addressed to, a, to an entire nation or to an entire region. And they're still causing revival today. When we read Romans, wow. the, the, this, it's not possible to not be revived by the passion of Paul. The man, so, so, so can we have revival in a time of lockdown? 
Paul is dead and he still brings revival. Wow, 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 wow. His words still bring revival. So wow. what are we doing with our time of lockdown? And I'm very encouraged, Luke, by what you are doing. Revival talks, I think it's necessary for this time. There's a lot of programs going on, absolutely. But one thing we forget is that we can cause revival when nothing is possible. Paul was not able to go anywhere to do anything. He was, he was a, no, he was able to meet people. But I want to believe that whoever he met in his time of captivity would be revived. Think of the time that he was in prison with, with, uh, with Silas. What happens there? They start worshiping God. They start praying and the walls come down. That's all wonderful. But what happens is the entire family of the prison guard and all the prisoners turn to God. Hallelujah. Revival come on. Come on. Revival in the prison and in the family of the prison guard. So <laughs> to say that revival, I mean, the question, can, re can revival happen in a lockdown? I think it's the best time to have revival. I, I, I think... I believe it's the best time to see revival happen. But all depends on how we deal with a lockdown. How, how do we deal yeah. with captivity? Are we going to complain or are we ourselves going to turn to God so that we can hear from God what he ex expects us to do in this time? Because I, don't want, I want to believe that Paul didn't just write these letters because he felt I should write letters. I believe God told him, to write every single letter. Otherwise, these letters are not from God. Yeah, that's right. And that's, that's right. hard to believe. So yeah. I want to believe that right now there is inspiration for everyone listening available that can cause revival, whether it's near, whether it's far. God has people, God is looking for people right now who are ready to share the good news, the the gospel, the, the, the news of, of restoration, the news of healing, the news of, 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 of reconciliation, through all possible medium that, is, that, that are available. And how, you, how we deal, not you, we, you and I, we all together, how we deal with our captivity is what matters. Paul... <laughs> Paul never complained about being imprisoned. He said, because I'm imprisoned for the sake of Christ. For me to live as Christ, to die as gain. So he, he, yeah. he, he, he knew, he knew that he would be martyred. He, he knew that he would be beaten. He knew that he would be left for dead. He knew that he would be imprisoned. The world, the world as it is... The world as it is moving into immorality, I mean, I don't want to go into a whole detailed uh, exposition of that, but I mean, abortion, LGTB community, uh, the racist matter, the, the, all that stuff. If we don't understand the signs of the time, then the first part of revival would be to revive ourselves. We, we can clearly see yeah. the signs on the wall. We should see that this is the, the birthing pangs 
of all that is to come. So now is a time. We might not be able to rent a big stadium, but that should not stop us from touching the life of the one besides us. And yes, social yeah, media is good. one part. Uh, internet is one part. But let's not forget the neighbor next door. Because I mean, today, 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 I, I was, I was, I was. Uh, one lady called me out of out of the blue. I mean, we've been chatting for a few times, but someone I knew from 10 years ago, from before I was born again, she needed help. She, she needed insight. We spoke for an hour and she was revived. It's the little things. Wow. Paul, Paul, Paul didn't know yeah. how far these letters, Paul could never know that these letters would, would, would be, would be, that people would be reading them in China, that people would die to read them in China. Paul could never yeah. know. Sometimes it's the little things that we do that change nations. So can we have revival in lockdown? We follow the example of Paul. I believe we can. Yes. Wow, that's such a fantastic answer right there, Cyril. Um, so the answer in simple terms to anyone watching, I definitely got it after the, uh, the Shadrach, Meshach and Abednego. I've not looked at it in that sense uh, while being in lockdown. So thank you um, for pointing that out to us. And, uh, you know, just as you said, it, sometimes a personal revival is where a bigger revival starts. And I always say sometimes in the worst times of my life, some of the best things have come out of it. Um, and many times, I, I'm sure you've heard it before, but when you've got a piece of fruit and it drops to the floor and it rots and it dies to itself. That's what actually produces another beautiful tree out the side of it. And sometimes the personal revival is getting rid of the junk from our lives and all of this um, current world affairs and things that are in his mind and getting rid of all the noise and actually having one sound and that's the sound of heaven that's the sound of god speaking to us and i'll tell you what when when lockdown happened i don't know what you felt um cyril but um i had i had to ask god what do you want me to do i mean the government's telling me to lock down telling me not to go out and preach the gospel i had preaching engagements in you know, there were plane flight booked that had to be cancelled to places that we we're going to do. What what do I do? And, and for me, again, this is a personal revival. He wanted me to get into the word and into prayer. Now, how do you feel people can receive personal revival if they've not already done it in lockdown? How, what's the best route for them to seek personal revival in their own life right now? First of all, um, recognizing, first of all, that God is doing something and have the desire to know your place in what he's doing. I mean, like, like you said, I had to ask, what is it, God, that you want me to do? What, 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 is, it, what is it that, that we, because we had so many plans, but it seems like your plan is very different from the one that we had. And, and we, it's learning to submit to his plan rather than making our own plans. Because we can clearly see in this season, it's not time to make any plans just to submit to what's happening. Um, and, and that personal revival brings me back to, of course, take time to pray, take time to spend time with God. 
in, in, instead of instead of uh, rejecting that time of, 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 of separation and, and lockdown and isolation, see it as a time that God is calling us to himself and 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 try to, to to hear his voice in all of it. And if he's silent, well then learn to be patient. Because patience is a fruit of the spirit. And 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 as we are in a in a in a in a, in a in a society that always wants to move forward, and I'm 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 one of those people that if if I cannot be working towards some something or or work on a project or something like that, I get very nervous. I I I don't see what I'm doing with my time. So, but sometimes God also says, "Peace, be still, and know that I am God. Rest, and allow me to speak. Allow me to minister to you. God is never in a hurry." But he's also never late. And we some that, that there is an urgency to bring people to the kingdom of God. Absolutely. But that might sometimes be the ones very close to us, rather than jumping on a plane, going to the to, to the next uh, crusade field. Sometimes God just wants us to minister to those who are around us because they might never hear the gospel. They might see us travel and say, Wow, all the things that you are doing, it's wonderful and everything. But it might be that those people need us the most in this time. And, 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 and when, we start, <laughs> when we start seeing people turning to God around us, that too will cause revival in us. Because it will give us a sense of purpose in the place where we are instead of trying to find purpose in the place where we want to go. I believe that brings Fantastic. about personal revival yeah 100% I agree with uh, exactly what you're saying there Cyril um, and um, I've seen a few questions coming up um, for anybody who wants to ask Cyril any questions um, um, about revival about his experience about anything as well um, or if you need prayer for anything me and Cyril are going to do that um, um, at the end so we're going to allow a bit of time for that um, but before we finish um, Cyril um, I, I've got um, a question, um, and, it, and it's more to just let you go free on anything that's on your heart, really. Um, but the question is, what do you believe is in store for the church over this year that's left and next year? Do you sense anything that God's telling you that people need to hear? Uh, th there have been different things that God has has. I mean, different things that actually mean the same. And and the first word that comes to my heart when you ask me that question is, behold, I am doing a new thing. Now, doing a new thing <laughs> with God, new, means new. And I don't know, sometimes I don't understand which part of new we don't understand. Because the Bible also says in, in the book, I think it's in the book of Ecclesiastes or something, there's nothing new under the sun. Yet God says, I will do a new thing. Now, when Ecclesiastes yeah. says there's nothing new under the sun, I believe that everything we can imagine has already happened and will happen again. But yet God says, I will do a new thing. So I want to believe one thing that we have never experienced is the return of Jesus Christ. So that wipes away that word of Ecclesiastes, which, uh, which says there's nothing new under the sun. Now, up until now, it has not happened yet. And God will do a new thing. So I do believe that more than ever, we have to prepare 
for that return of Christ, for the second coming of Jesus Christ. So I believe that that in terms of the church, there needs to be a lot more focus on not, don't get me wrong, it needs to start to become a cooperation of evangelism and discipleship. Because the honest truth is the evangelist does not necessarily make disciples. The, the, the evangelist brings in the harvest. But there is someone who needs to process that harvest, and that is really part of the vision of Global Impact School, is how do we now process the harvest so that it becomes lasting fruit? And I believe yep. that rather than gathering more and more, which still has to continue because we cannot stop winning souls. That is the first and foremost commission is go and make disciples. Now go and make disciples of all nations. But first of all, before you can make disciples, you need to have people who can be discipled. So the, the, the evangelist still needs to run ahead of everyone else, bringing in the ones that need to be discipled. But I do yep. believe there needs to be a dramatic change from gathering people in the church to making disciples of people in the church. And, 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 and I believe that there will be a type of a reset of how we have been doing things. So let's go back to square one and let's start over. And now let's do what is relevant in this time. At first, there was the, uh, the, the, the building of the church, the stones, bringing in the stones. But now the stones need to have purpose. The stones need to have their function. And I, and I believe there is many people in the pews who do not understand or know their function in the church. And it is not to sit on the bench. Right? So, so I want to yeah. believe that in, 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 in the next, next season... And this year, this year is, 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 is a time of seeking God. What do I need to change in my life? What do I need to change in my ministry? How do I prepare for what God wants to do next? How do I prepare my congregation? How do I prepare my team? How do I prepare my followers for the next move of God? That's what I believe. And in 2021, I believe that there is going to be a dramatic focus on making disciples so the evangelist runs ahead with large crusades i believe there will be uh, more soul winning happening than ever before we can see that in the past years how how there was the importance of raising up more evangelists well because the yeah. harvest is right but then when you bring in that harvest and you don't do something with it that harvest becomes starts to rot and and, and it dies it, it, it disappears but if you start working with that harvest and actually mold it into what it has to become, then the fruit gets purpose and the fruit will abide. So I believe that that's, that's the focus for 2021 is, is, is discipleship. There will be a lot more one-on-one -on -one work. There will be a lot more small group work while there is the place for the gathering in, in large groups. Absolutely. Fantastic. No, that's absolutely excellent. Um, and just on the point of discipleship, God put on my heart at the beginning of lockdown, lockdown to begin to um, disciple um, people. Uh, and I've been doing that like many over Zoom and, and things like that. So spot on word. And if you're not already doing it, just get into discipling people. You, you might think you've not got much to give, but 
to a new convert. What you've got is more than what they've got. They want to learn, they want to hear, um, and they want to get excited with you um, as well. And evangelists, if you're watching this live or you're watching it later, we've got to run ahead. We've got to preach the gospel like never before. I mean the full gospel, not half the gospel. Um, I'm going to go some questions, if that's all right, Cyril. We've got a few yeah. questions popping up. Um, so the first one's actually from my son, um, Christopher Vardy, my oldest son. Um, so he says, what keeps you both driving for revival in lockdown and these uncertain times? Good question. As Paul says, as Paul says, for me to live is Christ, to die is gain. What else is there to live for if not for Christ and to win souls? Fantastic. Fantastic. Uh, let me find the uh, other questions for you. Um, here we are. Questions for the end. I don't know if you can see that, Cyril. Does a person, Does a person... before they truly receive forgiveness and be saved and if so doesn't the church need to be warning people of sin and the coming judgment as well as preaching of god's love and grace well um i do believe that 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 there is a place of of, of grieving over your sin um that is what repentance does is is feeling bad about what you did wrong but we cannot get stuck in that because then we say that the blood of Jesus is not working for us. So there is definitely that place of grieving over what you have done wrong, your sin. But we, we also, in that grieving, we have to receive that, that grace and that mercy and that, that, that reconciliation that comes through the blood of Jesus. It cleanses us. So, yes, we need to confess. But then we need to move on because otherwise we get stuck in, in a place of of, of, of being drawn down or, or being pulled down by our sin. And that's not what Jesus came to do. That's when we give the devil the free hand to keep pushing us down with guilt and shame and all that. Then, of course, there is the place, of course, the church needs to discuss sin and, and, and also come with the, the message of the love of God and the grace of God. I, I think in, in, in the book of Romans, I've, I've been studying Romans over the past days, the, the, the first five chapters are just mind-blowing about how gracious God is, how, 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 how we have to be careful. Yes, there is a judgment of God, but we as church, we as leaders can never judge, never, ever. Because when we judge, we actually do the same thing. We, 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 we commit sin. So it, it's good to, to read that those first five chapters of Romans is 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 it's it's it, it was overwhelming me with 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 how Paul explains to the Jews like hey guys there is sin but don't judge anyone we are not the judge we are just to we we are we are to point out the sin because we love our brothers and sisters not because we tell them what they're doing wrong. No, because we're trying to save their soul. In love, we, you, 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 <laughs> when you judge, you're not loving. Sorry. When you're judging, you're not caring about the soul. It's when you love that you're caring about the soul. So, yes, the church definitely has to talk about the love and the grace of God. But all in, in their right perspective and in their right uh, context. Yeah, yeah. Quite, quite a difficult question to get out in a few minutes i suppose but you did really well there cyril 
for that. So if anyone's got any other questions, please post them. Um, we're coming to the end of this time together. It's been absolutely fantastic to hear your heart on this, Cyril. And uh, I know lots of people have been encouraging you, saying amen to it uh, all the way through. And, and I, I know I've got something out here and I'm sure everybody else is. Um, what I'd like to do at the end of these is actually for us to pray at the end of each of these revival talks for anybody who needs revival in their own life, feeling a bit dry, feeling a bit down, got no guidance or direction in their life. It might be that they've got a sickness um, or a situation that they're in that they just need to be bro broken out of. Um, and you know, I, I want to give us that time just to do that before the, um, the hour that we've allotted up. Um, um, so if anybody's watching this live or maybe you're watching it later um, and you need prayer, do feel free to post um, your comment on here and let us know what you need prayer for. So if you're watching it live right now, just comment, whether that's on YouTube, Facebook, let us know what you want prayer for. And we're going to pray for it specifically right now. But if not, we'll pick it up either on the email address that I, that's posted up there or when we get your comments later. But um, Cyril, if you can just um, pray with people um, and, and just pray a general prayer unless something pops up in the next few minutes um, for personal revival and for revival in um, lockdown for people just to be released into that. Um, would you just go for that, Cyril? Yes. Father Lord, we thank you, Father. We thank you for this time together and we thank you, Father, for as, as many of us are in lockdown, most of the nations are in lockdown, Father, but we should never be discouraged. We should never be be, be, be worn out in, in, in doing the right thing, in, in preaching the gospel to those around us. Father, we have seen the examples of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. We have seen the example of the Apostle Paul, how in captivity, they brought about revival. We are not captives, Lord, even though we are restricted in our movements, Father. We pray that for an outpouring of the Spirit over our own lives. In many cases, we pray for the outpouring of the Spirit over the congregation. But today, Father, I pray that you will pour out your Spirit over each and every one of us here in this call. Each and every one of us listening to my voice, Father, let the Spirit of God be poured out over them. That they will, that they will experience a personal revival, a personal desire to, to, to turn back to God, to turn more to God to turn closer to God, Father, in the mighty name of Jesus. It is our own personal revival that can bring about revival of a town, of a street, of a city, of an entire nation, Lord. Father, we pray for a fresh outpouring of your spirit, a fresh desire, Father, to know you more, a fresh desire to do your will, a fresh desire to understand the, the ways that are higher than our ways. You have a purpose for each and everything in this world, Father, even this, this whole COVID-19 pandemic. It is not of you, but you will always have a purpose with it, Father. We thank you because we know people have tried to contain the, the, the whole virus, but it didn't happen. So we know it takes your hand to, to contain it and even to stop it and remove it completely from the face of the earth. So we ask you, Father, for your intervention that nations may see revival in the mighty name of Jesus, starting with us tonight in the mighty name of Jesus. Amen. Amen, amen, amen. I think we've got one prayer request. So I'm just going to pray for this quickly, um, Cyril. Um, so um, this is for Stephen. We just pray right now protection from the devil. 
We pray love, faith, courage to be able to evangelise. We take away fear right now and we replace it with boldness in the name of Jesus Christ. In fact, Lord, we pray for boldness over everybody watching right now. And we declare that your boldness, that your strength, that your courage, Lord, would enter every single one of us, Lord, to go and evangelise the gospel and, Lord, see revival with us neighbours, with the family members who are lost, who are no longer in the kingdom, Father, the backsliders, we call them back right now. Lord, give us an opportunity to text somebody, to um, ring somebody that we know who's unsaved in our family or an old friend that we can lead them back to you in this season of uncertainty for them. Lord, as many are worrying, Lord, let us be that hope in their storm right now. And Lord, we just rebuke fear and we command it to leave in the mighty name of Jesus Christ for your glory, for your honour. We release revival right now into your homes, into your um, onto your phones right now that you're watching from. Let revival just be imparted into you in the mighty name of Jesus Christ and all God's people said amen amen um now before we go Cyril have you got anything that you want to share have you got anything else that you just want to share with the people um at all or I mean you've given a lot already <laughs> I, I I can only say just stay very close to God uh Allow him to do what he wants to do in your life in this season. And, and sometimes we do not understand everything. Uh, when we don't understand it, we should rely on the understanding of God because he knows better than we do. And, and, and it might not be easy and, and, and people might have great challenges, but no challenge is ever greater than God himself. And if, if, if some of you might lose loved ones or, or get sick yourself, even it's all kinds of things that can happen. Remember always that we do not live for this life on this earth. We live for the life that comes. We live for the crown of glory that we will receive in, in, in eternal life. So, so uh, the Apostle Paul, I've mentioned it a few times, for me to live is Christ, for uh, to die is gain. Uh, that has to become a reality in our life. It, it's, it's crazy to say that dying is better than living, but in that dying, we actually receive eternal life as Christians. So it's, it's, it's a hard thing to grasp. It's a hard thing to understand. But, 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 but let, let's live that way, that, that, that we do not hope in this world, but in the world, in, 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 in the afterlife. That, that, that is, if, 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 if we do not have hope in that, our hope is in vain. Then, 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 why do we even receive Christ as our Lord and Savior? So, so let, let, let's have a heavenly perspective. Let's have a perspective of eternal life, not that temporary life in this body that we're living now. But let's focus on eternity and let's help other people around us to focus on eternity. Because the only way you can worry today is you, when you don't have a, a focus on eternity. So. Once you have the focus on eternity, there's nothing more to worry about. We just live the life we can to our best abilities with the help of Christ. And the life after this one will definitely be the better one. God bless you. Fantastic. God bless you. Thank you once again, Cyril. You have been absolutely fantastic. Um, really stirred my spirit. Um, for everybody who's watching um, live or watching later on um, when they log on to view this, um,
you know, we're going to have another one of these revival talks next week. Um, it's with Mauricio from Shake the Nations, a ministry um, that I know well. Um, and he's going to be speaking on um, the next generation of revivalists. So we're mm. going to be touching about the next generation of revivalists next week. So you can visit uh, me on all the different social media that's along the bottom. Um, and we'll be on at 7 p.m. every Wednesday unless we have a technical hitch. But once again, Cyril, thank you so much. Uh, you've been such a blessing. Um, we just pray a blessing over you and your family's household. And uh, thanks again for joining us. It's been great. And to everybody else, God bless. We'll catch up with you soon. Thank you for, for having me, especially for this first edition. It was a, a great honor, a great privilege. So we appreciate you and we pray for you. God bless you. Again, thanks for joining me. If uh, you was touched by this service and you want to listen to any more or find out more about Ignite Ministries, the ministry that I run, um, please visit www.igniteministries.co.uk. Remember, God changes lives from the inside out.